This is Bulls in the Ring. friend JP who uh, yes. just got married so congratulations yes. to him right? he's another one off the board I heard the, about the wedding I heard uh, I heard you broke your rule there will be no more code blues I heard I heard you got drunk at the wedding uh, no <laughs> uh, I heard you did you I heard, heard wrong <laughs> I heard I you. Did, I did. I heard you drank I did have fifty. Flavored water. I heard you drank fifty uh, non-alcoholic beers to get that one percent alcohol, and you got a little tipsy. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> no, there, there were there were a few people that uh, that did uh, bow out a little early. One would be our uh, our friend from the cabin, Wilson. He bowed out early. He Irish exited the shit out of that wedding. You know what? That's that's okay. You know I me mean? Irish wedding Irish uh, exits I've made in weddings. I would say almost all of them, but my own. Out of anyone who and had yours. an Irish uh, exit, I would expect it to to be him. Mm-hmm. And they getting completely intoxicated. Good for him. Was the how how was how was it? Was it good? It was very good. It was very good. Um, the only thing that I guess would be bad, and it would be bad for the wedding, but I guess good for the the nuptials, or bad for the nuptials, good for the wedding, would be uh, it rained, and it rained like a motherfucker. Uh, really? So I say that if it rains on your wedding day, it's good luck. What if it snowed? So they should have plenty of luck in this. <laughs> What's that? What if it snowed on your wedding day? Yeah, it's not my wedding day. It was fucking hotter than balls. No, my wedding day it snowed. <laughs> yes, yours it did. Yes. Yeah, yeah yours. Your it was hot on yours. There's been a few outside weddings that I've been to where it rained. I think uh, Johnny and his wife. It rained, then the sun came out. I think you. I think you are correct. Oh, you weren't. You came later. You came later to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the day that I our our daughter came home from yeah. the. Uh, you you shocked you. you shocked all of us. So the first day we bring our daughter home, we're like, oh, we got a wedding to go to. <laughs> yeah. No one thought you were going to show up, and brand new, 
There you were. First time, mm-hmm. first time parents with a sick baby, and we said, you know what? She's cool at home. <laughs> She's breathing. There's a pulse. We're good. Yep, that was pretty much it. Um, well, yeah, I, I, yes, uh, it was. Go ahead. No, no, it was a very good wedding. I, I did, I didn't uh, not do one critical error that I have done in the past two weddings I've been at. Mm, oh, and that was the, <laughs> I avoided the scallops like it was going out of style. Smart move. <laughs> and the lady kept coming up. She's like, "Do you want scallops?" And I said, "No, no, thank you." Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, the past two weddings that I've been to, I uh, I ate scallops and I was yakking like. I, I think I might have like threw up poop because this was from like the deep bowels of my uh, my innards. I was fucking puking like crazy. Do you think you might have some kind of like minor shellfish allergy? No, because I can eat any other fish. It's just scallops. Okay. Just scallops. Huh. Well, be careful. I'm glad you avoided them this time. I was worried about you. Mm-hmm. The food was excellent though at the wedding. They uh, they had a, a mashed potato. Uh, they had a mashed potato bar, and it was awesome. Oh, wonderful! Yes, very nice. Yeah, it sounded like a good time. I saw a lot of pictures. Did you dance? Uh, a few times with my wife, slow dancing. No, oh, you didn't. You didn't like do the macarena. No, oh, no that's, that's disappointing to hear. I would I would dance maybe. One percent of the time, and it would be because I'd have to be a hundred percent drunk. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm not drinking, there is a you have a better chance of me voting for a uh, a Democrat than me dancing at a wedding. Wow, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so you will never see me on the dance floor for that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad it was. I'm glad it was a good wedding. Again, congratulations to to him, good friend of the show. So I was, uh, yes. I, was th- I was thinking of all of you last week. I was like, oh, I wish I was there. But what are you do? Yeah, it was a good time. It was okay. a good time. Good, I'm glad. Long, long, long trip. Mm-hmm. Um, Connecticut is terrible. Like, Connecticut's what probably like, if not the second smallest state, like, you know, Delaware, Maryland, they're pretty tiny. Connecticut's pretty small. I think Rhode Island is the smallest. Mm-hmm. Right. But. Connecticut, the traffic there was horrendous. Oh yeah, no, it is. Connecticut, it was really bad. just fucking terrible. Yeah. Construction and just p- people not knowing how to get out of the fucking lane. It, it, I always thought uh, Jersey bat drivers were bad, but Connecticut, they 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 get right up there for uh, shittiest. <coughs> Did you scream and yell? Yes. I, I, I attempted to keep my cool for most of it, but uh, at one point I just kind of snapped and it. I, I got my wife kind of like, I guess you could say car, she wasn't nauseous, but she was like car sick. You know, she was like from like whipping in and out of traffic. So she, she was not in a good way for, for part of the wedding. <laughs> you made her sick? Yeah. <laughs> you animal. Well, good. But, uh, oh, not good that she got sick, but good. I'm glad you uh, you got there safely. Yes. Hmm. And that wasn't... The, I mean, the wedding was the best part of the trip because I'm happy for uh, JP there. But the... Right 
under that, I did a, a little bit of a tour. I did a donut tour. Okay. As you know with me, I, I, I like to plan things out. I like to look at restaurants where I'm going, uh, you know, on trips or vacations. And I scoped out donut shops that were up there. And there was, I had four on my radar, but with the traffic in Connecticut, I, I narrowed it down to two of them. And one of them was Liberty Donuts, which is in um, Newport, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And they're hot, fresh donuts. And they're made to order, kind of like duck donuts. Uh, and did, did you burp? They were fantastic. What was that? Did you just burp? Or was that my echo? No, that was you. Oh, I heard it on the other end. I'm like, did he just burp at the same time I did? <laughs> there, go ahead. Right, I apologize. Burp echo there. I apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but then we stopped in uh, Mr. Connecticut, and we went to a place called Deviant Donuts, and it's a. Uh, I guess you could say it's a little bit... Um, have you ever heard of Voodoo Donuts? Yeah, of course. It's kind of like that, but I guess maybe not as um, punkish, if you will. But they definitely have a little bit of an edge to them. You know, like the the, um, the people that kind of work there and, and the way that they, they box the donuts. It, you know, it has a box of um, the scene from Seven. Where, you know, like, what's, what's in, the, in box? the box? Yeah. That's kind of their slogan for it. That's funny. So I thought that was kind of clever. And this is and Voodoo Donuts, or is this the other one you just went no, to? No, this is, it's Deviant Donuts. Deviant, okay, okay. Cool. And they do a brioche donut, but it's a cold donut, like it's pre-made, where the other ones were hot donuts. What? So I had a little bit of both. It was, it was, a, it was a nice mix. How, um, how many donuts did you get at each? Uh, I think we got uh, two dozen in each. <laughs> Tom, you know, the donuts go stale. <laughs> oh, don't worry. They did not go stale. You ate all of them? <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't stand the chance. Good. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think, I think the total, I got a coffee in each place, and then the total for the donuts was about 80 bucks. Jesus but it was Christ. well worth every penny of it. Uh, um... How would you rate them against duck donuts? Uh, see, I'm a hot donut guy, and deviant donuts are very good. They're very big, and they're brioche, which makes them a little bit more, uh, I guess you could say fluffy, airy. More to them, yeah. Where, where the ones at Liberty and Duck would almost remind you of if they were warm. When you go to Dunkin' Donuts and you get an old-fashioned. Uh-huh. Now it's kind of like th- there's not a lot of air pockets in there. It's it's a very tight dough. It's all donut, yeah. That's the way that they are. But I do like um, I do like Liberty Donuts. They were very good. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I have to say that I liked them. <laughs> That's a shame. You're never gonna have them again. <laughs> Yeah, this really hurt me because this morning, and we're recording a few days before this gets dropped out, but uh, I'm, I follow them on Instagram, and I see a post from them, so I'm like, ooh, let's see what they have. You know, I got, I got kind of giddy, and it says that they are closing indefinitely, and a little tear came out of my eye there. I was, I was a little upset because it, well, 
I was happy and sad at the same time. I was happy that I was able to get them and appreciate how good they were. But then I'm sad because if we ever go there, which me and my wife have been there once before, not with anything with the wedding. We went there with a, a friend, a, a coworker of hers. And knowing that they're not going to be there anymore, it was very sad. So you, They made excellent donuts. So you got one of the last batches ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Seven sorry. days later, and they, they closed. Yeah, they I said mean, not they, even a week. <laughs> yep, this, this fucking guy is never coming back. We're, we're going to have to shut shop now. That's what it is. Yeah, I saw your little post. I'm like, I... I I didn't laugh. I was like, oh, man, that's, that's, that sucks. He's just there. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't get it because when we were in there, the place was packed. Well, it could I mean, be. There, there was, is, is there only one location? Tom? I didn't catch you there. I, I had a there, poor connection. Is there only one location? Yes, unfortunately. Okay, so it might not be a... Uh, matter of um clientele like business be, yeah it could be rent it could be a number of things yeah it was it it, 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 it got me very sad when i saw that this morning but again uh, it made me happy knowing that i got to, to at least have one no well, there you go i'm happy you got one last no. try at him i mean i guess we could say that that was part of the cemetery we, we could add that to our cemetery if you'd like. Yeah, why not? I mean, we, we could we could essentially say JP is part of the cemetery too because his his bachelorhood is is dead. Well, he's part of the cemetery where uh, all of us are located. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> or not all of us. We're the dead. I would say about ninety percent of us are in that cemetery in the special section off to the side yeah. that just mourns our lives. But uh, yeah. yeah, so we'll take. Why don't you, why don't you lead us off here? This one happened a few days ago, uh, maybe like a week and a half ago, but it was, uh, we haven't done a show because of the, the wedding, but, uh, he was a considered an Iron Man in the, uh, Bush series for NASCAR and it would be Jack Ingram. Mm -hmm. He was, uh, he was a pretty damn good driver for it. He won two championships, uh, and he won all of his races between the age of 45 and 50. So like he wasn't like a a young kid out there doing this. He was, he was an older dude, you know, going out there and won, like I said, 30, 31 races and five poles. So wow. he died at 84 and he had a few starts in the cup series, but did the majority of his racing in the lower division. The, if you will, the triple a of NASCAR. Right. But I always remember my dad talking about him, him and um, Sam Ard, who was another one. They, they, they were like the big guys right when this first came out. And I always said he was a pretty good driver. So hmm. he, he, is, uh, he has left us. And another one, and I guess uh, <laughs> this one's more of an accidental death. You know, Jack died of old age. This was an accidental death, mm -hmm. and I am going to butcher his name, but it sounds like it's Mattis Kevalinks, if I'm even fucking closely pronouncing it, but he was a, a goalie for the Blue Jackets, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Starter or backup? In fucking Ohio. Uh, he would... I don't know if he was a starter, but I know he, he had a, I think he got a few wins. Okay. Um, and 
apparently he died on on a Sunday night, which would have been Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. He was sitting in a hot tub, and an oncoming firework came, and it hit him right in the chest. And oh, he is that he had a head injury. Is that, um, is that what happened? I what's heard, that? I heard what happened was they were lighting fireworks from like a mortar. The mortar tipped over and aimed toward the hot tub. And as you know, everyone started scattering out of the hot tub. He slipped and hit his head, and that's what killed him. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that's what I was getting to. He oh, okay. uh, it said yeah, he was he was hit in the chest. And then he fell over and hit his head, and, and during the fall, and that's what that was what the cause of death was. What a dumb way to die! I, I mean, think about this. What this a is a guy who stopped hundred mile an hour, frozen rubber pucks <laughs> getting shot at him, and a fucking firework took him down. I mean, I mean, it, it, I mean, it goes without question that they were probably drunk because you only light off fireworks for the most part if you're hammered. But what yeah. a so stupid. I'm and I'm sorry. I'm not trying to talk ill of the dead, but this. I mean, he was young too. He was like what, twenty five, or he was like twenty four. Twenty four. Guy had his whole life ahead of him, and because he got drunk on on Fourth of July, decided to let off fireworks, and now he's dead. Yeah, he played eight games for the Blue Jackets and made six starts. Okay. But yeah, he. Uh... He made his debut against the uh, Rags at Madison Square Garden, and he got a victory over them. And so that makes me happy. But, yeah, I, I mean, what a way to fucking go. Yeah. A fucking firework to the chest and a fucking bump on the head. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry he's, he's gone. That's, that's awful, but could have easily been avoided. Oh, absolutely. I mean, has no one learned anything from JPP? Exactly. Stop getting drunk on 4th of July and lighting off fireworks so close to you. Just, you know, especially if you're in sports, because you have no chance of surviving. Yeah, if you, if, yeah, that's exactly it. You know what? Joe Shit the Ragman could fucking get hit with... Literally, the, the fireworks store could explode around him, and it'd be like a... Uh, he'd walk out with like a little scrape you're a sports athlete you're losing limbs and, and dying from if your you play, head injuries if you play sports you do not light off fireworks and you do not fly a plane those are the rules but no one listens no one that learns from he, other he, people especially if you're a nascar driver do not get in a helicopter or <laughs> or if you're a basketball player don't get in a helicopter yeah. or if you play for the yankees don't fly a plane <laughs> yeah <laughs> God damn. And my thing is, you know what? This is this is where I find it very silly. He's in a hot tub. A hot tub is usually filled with uh, water. If a firework's coming at you, you're in literally the safest spot to be. Just go under the water. That that's what I was thinking. Where I mean, again, like you're you're it's such a quick it, it was probably gonna go off any second, so you, you really gotta think quick. If I had a moment to think, I would probably die go under the water and then Go up against the wall closest to the firework and just kind of like hide behind the wall. Yeah, because a hot tub isn't going to overflow. It's it, there, there's at least a good six to eight inches of buffer between the top of the thing and the water yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's 
you know, I guess if I had like a couple minutes to think about it, that's what I would do. But yeah, I don't know. It's just for that, that's just a silly way to die. And I'm sorry he's gone again, but I mean, maybe he was trying to happy Gilmore with like you know, bounce it off his chest and yeah, save everyone. Maybe he's a hero, Joe. Maybe, maybe he pushed someone out of the way. I guess we'll never know. What's, what we, what I've been thinking about though is that someone has this on film. Because you know, everyone records everything these days. Some, you know, one of the... I'm guessing he was with other people. I mean, unless he was by himself. Which makes us even sadder. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, someone was recording at the time. Like, oh, let's, let's record the fireworks. And then disaster happens. So someone out there has a video of this poor guy losing his life to fireworks. It, it just it, it fascinates me. See, I, I'm not a big firework guy when it comes to like going a fireworks show. I don't like you know sitting in a fucking field waiting for fireworks to go off. I'm more of a guy who likes to light fireworks. Yes. So. And it always seems like the guy who, other than losing fingers, the guy who, if someone was to be hit with it, it's usually the guy not lighting it. So I would just kind of step back. Mm -hmm. And whenever we do ever go to a fireworks show, we usually stay like super far away from where they're actually lighting it off because all it would take is like something to fall over, you know, anything to happen. Yeah, I guess so. I'm like you. Like, I I mean, I guess it's kind of cool, but like, you know, if you've seen. One firework, you've seen them all. I mean, yeah. I've seen. I mean, I could probably say I've seen the same fireworks about one million times already. It's yeah. the same. Th- shit. There's no fucking Lord of the Rings fucking dragon coming down at us, right? That that I would stay for if Gandalf yes. if Gandalf lit those fireworks. But yeah, it's it's the same. It's the same thing. Like you know, you get like, oh, let's go see the fireworks. Well, is, is what's going to happen? And I, I see the same shit every year. Every year is the same thing. I guess it's... Yeah, I, 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 I just... I, to me, I I can give or take it. I mean, we went this year to the one in Warwick, mainly because it's kind of like tradition, and we wanted the kids to go on a few of the uh, the carnival rides there. Oh. But I, I had just Did done a double. a shot afterwards? Or no, actually... Uh, <laughs> what day was that? Did I do a double? Or no, we came back from the NASCAR race. We were I was at Pocono and when we came back, I was dead tired, so like I could have given two shits less. Yeah, I hate that carnival. <laughs> Sorry for anyone who goes to it, but I don't like it. I hated going because I used to run into people I knew and I didn't want to see anyone I knew. So I just I was I started avoiding that place. It's always packed. Always see that one guy riding his bike everywhere. Yes, indeed. When we, um, when I was little, when I was well, not little, but when I was younger, um, we used to go on the roof of my house because I don't live too far from there. We used to go to the roof of the house. No, not at all. House, and we used to watch the fireworks from there. Now, uh, now I don't think you can because I think the trees got taller. But um, that's what we used to do. We would just watch them on the roof. Um, but yeah, so no, just I, I'm not a big fan of the the Warwick Carnival. So there's always a lot of scheming going yeah. on there. That's what it really is. And I noticed this too. Like, it's all kids there. Like, and I think about it. I'm like, my daughter's 12 now. Like, in three years, she's going to be like, can you drop me off there? And it's going to be like, no, I'm going to go there and I'm going to embarrass you. 
I'm going to stand right next to you. We're going to go on rides together. We're going to take fucking pictures together. I'm just going to embarrass the balls off. That's the, that's, that, that's the spirit. That's my plan as a dad. That's great. That's I like, what I do. I like that plan. I like that plan a lot. Yes. <laughs> that's funny shit. Uh, well, speaking of the Fourth uh, of July, the White House uh, had a big barbecue, and uh, they uh, they boasted that um, barbecue is now sixteen cents cheaper this year. Yeah, ooh. I guess you can go on that island vacation now because your barbecue is not as much money as it used to be. Thanks. Well, the good Thanks, thing is, Biden. you know, the the money that I saved on that, I had to pay for the gas to drive to the fucking store. So, <laughs> I, in the end, I had a fucking net fucking profit of like negative thirty dollars. So, th- yeah, thanks a lot, there, Joe. Yeah. you fucking jerk off. And 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 people are out there still defending this guy, like, oh, he's doing a great job. Uh, it's just, it's amazing that they would actually put this out. Like, how embarrassing. Why would How you? fucking embarrassing. Unless, it was like a, unless it's like a joke, but it didn't get treated like a joke. I think they got fucking roasted for it. <laughs> yeah, they like they were like actually like happy of this accomplishment. They're like, oh, it's cheaper. And again, 16 cents. I don't know where the fuck they're getting this number from because, I mean, do you do the majority of your grocery shopping or is it your um, wife? It's, you know, 50-50, I would say. Depending on who's busy and who's doing I don't know where the fuck they're seeing any type of uh, discount. Well, I don't know, but it ain't... Meat is through the fucking roof. Yeah, I mean, really. It really is. (laughs) Pack of chicken's like 12 bucks now. Yeah, everything... Again, I... I have no clue where they're thinking it's fucking cheaper. And even that, like propane... It's a fossil fuel. That's more money probably now. So, again, I don't see... They're just... Uh, they're so full of shit. And, and 16 cents, like... I, I would be fucking embarrassed to say that. I, like, But this is what they have to do. They, they have, like... They lost a guy who that they could just... The media just fucking pounced on for anything he did. Good, bad, or indifferent. They just pounced on him. And now... This guy is doing so much worse. While mm-hmm. Trump did so good for the economy, did all this, and they have nothing good to say, so they got to make up like nonsense. Yeah. You know what kind of ice cream is he eating today? Oh, he, you know, he. I mean, he is a stumbling, bumbling moron. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he meant there was sixteen dollars cheaper. Oh, no, it was 16 cents. <laughs> I, I know, it was, just, it was just a joke. <laughs> the, I, I mean, it just... It, it, and again, like, has anyone seen this guy? Like, has he done any type of fucking uh, press conferences or, like, shown his face in public? I, it, it's just amazing. I mean, I could remember putting on Fox News and every day Trump would be there fucking taking questions and... and doing shit, and this guy is like, he's like MIA. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck he is. I mean, I'm telling you, he must wake up, and by 10 o'clock, he shits his pants, and they're like, his handlers must be like, (laughs) you know, we gotta get this guy fucking back in the, back in the fucking bed, because, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like elder abuse. 
Like I said, for anyone who, who did uh, save any money, congratulations. Yeah. Well, that's good news for Nathan's because they probably saved yeah. a shit ton this year. Uh, Joey Chestnut wins once again. Broke his own personal, well, he broke his own world record that he set last year by eating seventy six hot dogs. Um, hot dogs and buns. And buns, yeah. Which uh, it it disgusts me how they eat these things, but uh, it's it's really gotten to the point this hot dog eating contest where like you know he's gonna win. <laughs> so it's just I think people I think you just want to see if he can break his own records now because he's just yeah it's, it's gotten to the point where it's that I want to see that uh what's his, what's his name uh Kotobashi that Japanese guy from years ago I want to see him come back Kobayashi yeah I think he's the only one that could really give this give Chestnut a run for his money because uh, no one else can I think there was that guy a few years ago that beat him but he sort of fell to the wayside Matt Stoney yes that's that's him. Yeah, uh, but it's part of my unusual sports uh, fandom that I like. Yeah, I uh, I really do want to go there one one day. Like that's like the, one of the things I, one of the few Coney Island things I have not seen. I've seen everything else. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to maybe one Fourth of July we'll make a trip there and uh, check it out. It'll have to be in at least two years. Why is that? I'll, I got to work every freaking Fourth of July, mm. so. All right, your first 4th of July off, we're going. Um, What's that? I said your first 4th of July off, we're going. So yes. in 2023, <laughs> right? Or we could have went a few years ago when I had a, uh, a broken leg, but someone broke my wheelchair, yeah, so we no, weren't able to... Uh... Well, that's, that's, that's triple D for you. He does not give a shit. The, uh, now, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to blame him for that one. Uh, now, on the other side of things, the woman's was won by Michelle Lesko. Uh, the, oh, really? Sonia Sonia didn't win? No, she didn't. And the defending champion, Miki Sudo, she was pregnant, so she did not volu- She did not participate, which surprised me because I think she'd friggin' house it if she's pregnant. She's probably, you know, yeah. even for two. Well, th- think about it. It's technically an unfair advantage. I guess she's, that's cheating, she's right? Got, there's two participants there. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Maybe that's why she couldn't participate. But, yeah, so Michelle Lesko won. And have you seen what Michelle Lesko looks like? No. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. <clears throat> I don't know if you can see. Can you see that? Oh, okay. I mean... Pretty damn good looking. And this is, uh, hold on. For this, someone who's stuffing her face with wieners, I'd I, say so. <laughs> I guess maybe she had a lot of practice. And this is uh, Miki, <laughs> Miki Sudo. Oh, I know her, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're attractive women. They're not like these fat heifers. I mean, it really is these attractive women women winning. So good for them. Uh, excuse me, you don't think uh, Joey Chestnut is a hunk? Well, I'm talking about the women. Oh, okay. Obviously, with the with the men's, he, yeah, of course, he takes the cake and eats it. Uh, but he he got older, man. I, I just saw some recent pictures of him from this past one. He all those wiener eating is really wearing on him. I mean, literally, all your think about your face muscles. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're gonna get wrinkles. You're gonna be the amount of fucking saturated fat that's just pulsing through your body. It, 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 
that can't make you age well. Do you, I mean, when they're done, do you think they just go and vomit somewhere, or do you think they're just like, it just sits there in their stomach? I, I, I would not want to be the toilet the next day. I mean, I, you gotta imagine, like, you gotta imagine her throwing up, maybe like an hour after. I think you'd have to. No, like, I think they say that most of them keep it down. Really, I, I can't see that, man. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that they probably, like, don't do anything. They probably go to, like, they probably take, like, a long nap. But, like, oh, yeah. imagine the next day. Like, I, I mean, on 4th of July, what, what is your normal, um, I guess, setup for food? Well, I didn't do anything this year, but, you know, it's, it's uh, burgers, hot dogs, uh, ribs, steaks, um, sausages. That's, a, you know, ones I've been to, you know. <clears throat> so you do like a you do like a whole big feast. Oh yeah, well, depending on who's you know whose house I'm at, it's usually like when my family used to do it. You know, out in Long Island, there'd be a shit ton of food. So, it, but so yeah. think about it. Like the next day, you know, you ate all this stuff. It's obviously like protein heavy, you know, calorie laden food. Think about the poop the next day. And now just make it all fucking hot dogs. Like, think about how, like, bad that's got to be. And, like, do you, like, poop, like... I wonder, is it, like, one continual big poop? Or is it, like, 18 poops throughout the day? Like, by the end of the day, is your asshole just burning from wiping so much? I would imagine so. You'd have to invest in, uh, whatchamacallit, little the spray Preparation things. H? Oh, that too, yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about like a Lede, right? Is that how you say it? <laughs> how do you say it? Lede? A bidet? A bidet, thank you. Yes, a bidet for your tushy. A bidet for my tushy, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's that's how I would have to uh, treat it like that. Because uh, that's, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of shitting. And I can only imagine how... How much shit is coming out of those people? And I mean, what what would be the weight on it? An average hot dog is what? Maybe three, four ounces. Yeah, I would you say think? so, including bun. Yeah. But then you got to kind of like figure out the bun here too, because it gets more mushy because they're always dump, dumping it in the uh, the water. Oh, that's so disgusting. It, that, that's what like to me. I think that they should do a, a eating contest. With novice people, and you can't dunk. You wouldn't get past ten. I but, wouldn't but get past. But at least then <laughs> it's like it makes it again more realistic. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. And I think that's how it used to be done. Like it just used to be, you know, hot dog bun, no, and no, no, no Duncan. Yeah, I think uh, Kobayashi was the one who brought in the dunk. Yeah, he was. He changed. He changed the game. Yes. Now they all do it. <laughs> yeah. I, to me, I just I I can't stand a fucking soggy bun. Like mm. even with like sauerkraut, how you get like the the, the, the liquid of the sauerkraut. Yeah, yeah. The brine. If that gets on the bun, I like I, like I don't like it. I got like when I take out sauerkraut, like I literally like mash all the the liquid out of it. I um see, I don't like sauerkraut, but if my I keep my hot dog away from everything else. I don't want like, yeah. any any liquids touching it. If I was if I was in this contest, I would do it the right way. 
you know, no water. And then I would call bullshit because I ate it the right way. And they all didn't. So I'd be, like, the real winner. Yeah. I would. I mean, it, it, technically, it would be a... Uh... It would be a fair way of doing it. I think so. Do you think you can still house uh, a lot of hot dogs? <clears throat> I, I, I there's a place in uh, Newburgh that's not far from us, and they have they have probably one of my favorite hot dogs. It's uh, Pete's Hot Dogs. It's right in the city of Newburgh. So <laughs> when you go there, you can you only can pay in cash, and you have to wear a bulletproof vest <laughs> or have an armored guard bringing you there. But they have some of the best hot dogs, and they have they have six flavors. They have like six toppings that you can get, and then I guess you could say a seventh, getting a naked dog. But I usually get all six, and I will eat all of them. Now, what do you all uh, them in one sitting? What do you put? What do you regularly put on your dog? If I'm at home, yeah, okay, at home. <laughs> Well, like I said, when if I go out to Pete's, I get all six flavors. Okay, well, at home. But if, I, if I'm at home, <coughs> what's that? When you're at home. When I'm at home, I I like sauerkraut. Sauerkraut, you you know, that's the German in me. Uh, yellow mustard. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't like. I used to, as a kid, I only liked uh, spicy brown. But as I've gotten older, my taste actually went from being what you would consider more of a fancy mustard. To going plain, um, so I do that. Um, yeah, and I never liked relish until I went to Pete's and I got a relish dog there, and now I put relish on everything. I um, I'm like you. Like when I was younger, I loved um, the spicy mustard, and I'll still have the spicy mustard now and then, but I usually typically now go for that plain yellow one. Um, relish. Um, I went through a phase years ago where I just put relish on my hot dog. And then I kind of grew out of it. Now I really never put relish on my hot dog. I'm a big fan of chili dogs, though. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 see, to me, I, I refuse to get, um, like, the canned chili. You know, they, they sell a few canned chilies. Like, I think Heinz does one. There's this, uh, there's these two guys, I think they do one. I, I just, I don't like that. If I'm going to put right. chili on my dog, I want real chili. You want to burn your asshole the next day. Well, not even, not, not even it doesn't even happen spicy chili it just has to be homemade okay to me chili does not come out of a can i agree with you i agree with you i, I prefer homemade so, chili as opposed to the ones you buy in the store but yeah that, that's usually the way i go oh but if i if i'm ever out like at a uh, a restaurant and i see that they have or like a hot dog stand if they have like a chicago dog i love a chicago dog mm-hmm. Now, are you more of a, a, a hot dog guy or like a sausage, brat? What, what, if you have to pick a, a tubed meat, what would you go with? What is your tubed meat of choice? Um, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I guess it kind of varies. Um, usually, if I, have to, if I have a choice, I'll go with the sausage only because I feel like I can have a hot dog anytime I want. But okay. a sausage, especially at like a barbecue, like I'll I'll kind of lean toward that. But only be, and also because like if it's a spicy sausage, I like that or sweet or sweet. Like I feel like there's a little more there's a little more something to it as opposed to just like a regular hot dog. 
that's actually what we did at the uh, for um, when I brought the girls to the race. We uh, we tailgated for a little bit. They had their first tailgate experience, mm-hmm. and I got a uh, I got premio. I went with the high class uh, sausage, and I got hot and sweet, and they both loved it. I, I was uh, I was a little nervous that they wouldn't like the idea of a tailgate, and you know having that but they 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 were right there for tailgating and we ate that and we had a cheesesteak so it was good nice but yeah i'm i'm see i'm like kind of on the fence like because there's certain sausages i don't like uh the ones with fennel in it yeah i'm not a fennel guy yeah And now, are you a snappy hot dog kind of guy? Yes. You like yeah. No, hands down. Like I, a natural case? Yeah, I don't like... I don't, I won't eat uh, Hebrew National hot dogs. I hate that. Okay. I hate... I, I don't like Hebrew National hot dogs. And I don't I don't know why. I just like... I guess I had it so much growing up that I just kind of started not liking it. So, my dad would always get me... Um, he'd either get me ballpark franks, which are good, or he'd get me... Um, Sabretts, and Sabretts has the snappy okay. case. Yeah, so I I like the snappy. Yeah, I, I, like I, I, the yeah. Crunch. See, I can't I can't do ballpark. Too mushy. I never liked ballpark. I I like my Nathan's, my Sabretts, or I go to the local butcher that's by us, and I get like real hot dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, not pig's lips and ass. Yeah, you know. So that, that, that's kind of like the three that I get. We, we, I guess you could say I'm kind of maybe snobby when it comes to my wieners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you are. <laughs> Speaking of a tube in your mouth, Joe, what are you smoking tonight? Oh, um, so I got a new. Hold on, I actually just ripped the label. Uh, it's a it's Cigar World had there's a whole brand of them, and there's like um. There was like six different ones, and they had like uh, uh, I ripped it, and now I don't even know what it's called. Black, black something. Um, but I got the um, the rock. It's called. Oh, is it rock or rook? The rook cigar. Um, it's like a special edition kind of one. It's uh, it's a lighter. It's a lighter leaf. Um, good smoke so far. I'm enjoying it. Um, and I got another one. In the humidor, it has like a um, orange label on it, and there was like a, a red label one, a purple label one, but those are like um, darker leaves, which I really don't really go for. So that's what I'm smoking tonight, and I I'm enjoying it. I might I might go back and get more. Um, they're a little much. I think they're like twelve dollars a stick, um, but it's so far you know I'm on forty three minutes of smoking, and I still have a little bit left, maybe about two inches left. So it, it's I like it a lot. What about you? Okay. And I am smoking a chow. I've, I've, I got a few of these. They're the, uh, the, uh, car ones. They have like a carburetor, I think a spark plug. I forget which one this is, hmm. but it's a, it's a big one. Uh, no, you like them big. But I like these. I've, I, the first time I had them, I was down in, uh, Orlando and I'm like, you know what? These are pretty good. Yeah, chows are pretty And good this one actually has been one where I didn't pull out a fucking twig out of it, so. <laughs> nice. I'm actually very happy about it. So far, so good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, this, so this, some of the Olympics are happening. They were supposed to go on last year, 
So now there'll be this year, which is a little odd because it's an odd number of years. Um, but there's a little controversy this year. Uh, first off is Gwen Berry. Yeah, this real plot. <laughs> you know what? Fuck her. I, Wait, I'm sorry. I, you know, it might not be you know nice to say about a female athlete, but you know what? Fuck her. So what? What, what a spoiled brat. What'd she do? Now tell the audience what she did. Uh, she came in third place because she sucks. And <laughs> in what? Two what? people beat her. Uh, I believe it was the hammer throw. Okay. But she's a track and field athlete, mm -hmm. and she came in third place. So, you know, while they're up there, you know, they play the national anthem, and she, like, refused to, like, she, like, stood there with, like, a fucking puss on her face. Just just a fucking un-American piece of shit. And I'm sorry, if you do shit like that, you should not be able to represent the United States. That That's my opinion. You're going you're gonna to disrespect the national anthem at essentially representing this country. You know what? Go somewhere else. Or fucking, you know what? If you don't want to be an American or you don't want to... Uh, participate for Russia, any any country go unaffiliated yeah I'm, but the I'm, fact that you fucking you got trained in one of the most premier sports facilities again to play a fucking game and you're gonna sit there and disrespect it fuck her yeah I'm looking at the pictures now I'm very disrespectful not only to not I mean only just to the, our country but the other two people standing next to her yeah, on the, on the I mean, these. this is something that they worked for, and then th this bitch is going to take their fucking spotlight, because she's a, she's a fucking child, a petulant little child. Just people like that make me sick. I mean, she lost, so I don't understand what the, the temper tantrum's about. Oh, it's because of, it's because of injustice. Injustice. Right, well, whatever. I mean, she should be happy right now. She should be fucking elated. She got to save 16 cents on fucking barbecue for 4th of July. What the fuck is she angry about? Uh, Barry turned away from the U.S. flag during the playing of the Star-Spangled Banner. She said of the National Anthem's timing that, I feel like it was a setup. According to a spokesperson for USA Track and Field who stated, the National Anthem is played every day according to a previously published schedule. The anthem was scheduled to be played at 5.20 p.m., though on this occasion the music started at 5.25 p.m. Barry claims an official told her the anthem would pr play prior to her arrival on the podium. Jesus fucking Christ. Barry has accused critics of her protest of favoring patriotism over basic morality. It's the fucking Olympic trials. So what, we're, not, we're not supposed to play our own fucking anthem? Because people get... Give me a f I fucking hate this fucking country, man. I really fucking hate it sometimes. You know what, she, she's off. probably some communist stupid bitch. You know what, play the fucking Russian national anthem then. Go fucking play for them. See what kind of opportunity she would have in another fucking country that would... Go, go, play, for, go play for fucking uh, Iraq or Iran where they fucking hate women. I mean, like, get the fuck out of here. You're in, one of the, you're in the greatest country in the world and you're going to fucking disrespect it while representing it? I mean, really. Fuck her. Yeah. No, I, I agree. This is, this is fucking stupid. This is so fucking stupid. Um, and then the worst part is you have assholes defending her. That's the worst part. Yeah, I, I, I see that too. There's a, there's a petition online. And all this other, enough of the fucking petitions. And uh, yeah. another petition online is for Shikari Richardson. Um, now, Shikari Richardson was tested, like all athletes are, and she tested positive for uh, marijuana use. 
Um, basically, what happened was, I guess, her mom passed away, and she kind of fell into this dark place, and she, uh, you know, she smoked him. <laughs> so, um, tested positive. Now she's she can't she can't participate in the Olympics. Listen, the funny thing, uh, now, the funny thing about it. Hold is on, let me let me training facility. Go ahead. No, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Say what you had to say. The, no, the training facility is in Colorado, and weed's legal there. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you're really kind of fucked. It's the temptation has got to be ridiculous. I, I get it. And, I, and listen, before, within the next several years, it's going to be legal everywhere. But here's the thing. It's a rule. You know the rules. I don't, yeah. don't want to fucking hear the excuse. Okay, yeah, you know what? I'm sorry. It sucks, man. Like, you, everyone gets in that kind of place and you just want to drink your brains out or smoke or whatever the fuck you want to do. But if you have a job and your job says, listen, I don't care if it's my job, for example, I can't smoke or use any kind of THC or whatever the fuck it is. I can't do it. Even if it, it's legal in New York, too, and Jersey and all the surrounding states, I think. But that's the rules, man. You can't just get caught and be like, oh, well, it's legal here. Well, you were told you signed something that says, I'm going to not do this because I'll get suspended or I'll get, you know, I won't be able to participate in the Olympics. She knew it. And she still yeah. did it. And you know what? Now you have to pay. You knew you were going to get tested because everyone, they all get tested. It's part yeah. of being an athlete. So, and, that, and that's the main thing right too there, bad, too. So sad, like, man. you're training your entire life to do this. Like, you can't not smoke. Like, I look at like NFL players. You got all the like uh, Ricky Williams. We I believe we've even talked about this. Like your your shelf life for being an athlete is not very long. You know what? Go there, make the most you can. Be on the Wheaties box. Make your money off of endorsements and, and sponsorships. And then when you're retired and you're sitting on a cash cow, smoke as much as you want all day long. Be as high. Turn in the fucking Snoop Dogg Jr. I don't care. But while you're fucking doing this, knowing the rules and representing the country, don't be an asshole. Yeah. And I'm not saying she's being an asshole. Look, we all have been there, you know. But if you know, like, like you're going to get tested for – you're tested and drink. <laughs> fucking – they can't do anything about alcohol. It'll be, it'll be out of your system in a couple of days. Just fucking drink your brains out. That's what we all do. Or huff. Or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you. Uh, I don't want. I mean, and everyone's online like, oh, she, she shouldn't have been. You know, she shouldn't have been suspended. Well, you know what? Those are the rules, man. Those are the rules. Is it is it a rule that should be changed? Maybe. I mean, it's not an enhancer. You're not going to run fast because you smoked the joint. But I mean, maybe if right, there was Doritos at the end I of mean, it. Maybe, but <laughs> but it's a rule, and I mean, and I'm sure eventually. Within time, that's going to be lessened or gone away with because it's legal. It's starting to get legal. But as of right now, in 2021, if you play sports or you work a job where they tell you you can't indulge in these activities, then stay the fuck away from those activities. That's the rules, yeah. man. That, that's that's how it is. And if you broke the rules, and you can't play. And I think every, and this it's this generation of like, oh, what about a second chance? Too fucking bad. Life doesn't yeah. give you second chances sometimes, and unfortunately, this is happening to this woman. I'm sure she's a very nice lady, and she's a great runner, but, you know, do the crime, you do the time. No, you're 100% right, and it 
it just goes to show again where it's this, you know, well, I, I screwed up. Okay, well, again, there are consequences. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I kind of look at it like, you know, shame on you for, for working that hard and being that gifted to blow it on, literally blow it on smoke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, mean it's I know so with my job, like, there, there is advancement and with other um, areas to go in. Mm-hmm. You have to study for these things. You have to, you know, do well during interviews, like, to get that. Like, they're not just going to just say, oh, well, you know, you're a nice guy and we're going to let you go. Yeah. You know, get, you know, take this big pay cut or pay raise, excuse me, and, and do all that. You, they're, you need to you need to get your shit straight. Yeah. No, man, it's true. If I get busted at my job and it's, oh, you know, I had a family member who passed away and I was just really sad, they'll be like, well, we're sorry to hear that, but. You should have found another outlet. And bye-bye. That's how it is. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I won't get fired, but I'll be <laughs> I'll be suspended for a little bit. But this is um, if you're an athlete and you are supposed to live up to these expectations, then you've got to kind of you got to live by them. And, you know, when the Olympics are over, go smoke a fucking bong <laughs> seven days in a row. That's, you know, that's your business. But... When you're under this contract and the Olympics are coming up, like I mean, it's the it's the fucking Olympics, you know. It's a dime, yeah, this it's, is it's really just like, like you're a, playing every day. Yeah, like hey. you're winning the lottery by even participating in the in the Olympics. This isn't like high school track and field, man. This is like a big deal, and you you lose all those endorsements and like a lot of money for you and your family or you know whoever. And you blew it, and, literally. <laughs> and not only that, but it's every four years. It's not like this is a, you know, yeah. guys get suspended for 15 games. You know, this is, you, you get suspended for the games, you're looking at, essentially, it could be eight years of you not getting there. Pretty much, yeah. Now, now luckily, she has, uh, Olympics are going to be in three years, because they're going to go back to the even number to get back on track. So she, I'm assuming she'll have another chance, but. Learn from your mistake, man. This is, you know, you fucked up, and now you have to kind of pay it, so. Yeah. Oh, well. I, I mean, I don't feel bad for you. Rules are rules. No one's going to yep. fucking come out for me if I if I get in trouble, or you, or, you know, any average Joe. It's, and you shouldn't be treated the same because you're an athlete that's on TV. That's just how it is, man. Sorry. No, yep. You you're get, 100% you right. No, you shouldn't get any special privileges just because you're you know, famous and someone like me or whoever isn't. So I don't feel bad. I'm, 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 again, I'm sorry this is happening, but you, you know, you made your bed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I could, I think that there is a guy that did not do some performance enhancing drugs and gave from what I saw, cause I saw it from a, not the best angle, but um, a friend of the show here, Jesse Little, he uh, he threw a the ceremonial first pitch for the Astros game, and he threw a right over the plate. It looked like it's awesome. Nice job, so I, I, was, I was excited to see that. We'll give him a little shout out yeah, on that's, here. That's great. Yeah, good for him. Like I said, I didn't see the angle of it if it was directly over the plate, but he he got it right. You know, he threw it from you know ninety feet out, and he got it right there. So. Listen, Good for I, him. I'm, I'm not, not a lot of people can do that. <laughs> Just ask Fifty Cent. 
Fauci or anyone else. Or Baba Bowie, yeah. Those guys, <laughs> there's been some terrible first pitches over the years. So I'm happy to hear that he was uh, given that opportunity and uh, did a damn good job of it. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Very good job. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say it's moving away from. We're still in the realm of sports, but we're going to kind of throw entertainment in there a little bit this uh, this week was the 25th anniversary of um, probably something that changed wrestling forever, and that's the uh, formation of the NWO, um, the New World Order, for those of you who don't watch wrestling. And uh, what happened with Bash Beach 96, Hulk Hogan came out and turned into a bad guy and skyrocketed wrestling back into... um, I guess, uh, pop culture, if you will. It was on a lull for about six years before that, five, yeah, maybe like four or five years. And um, it's wrestling skyrocketed from that. I mean, and you look at everything that's kind of happened after that the next couple of years, and everyone watched wrestling, and that really jump-started it again. And it's amazing if you look at the domino effect or the butterfly effect of what that ha- what like came from that. It's pretty amazing, and it all pinpoints from this one event. And um, WWF's making or WWE's making like a really big deal of it this week. They're having a lot of NWO shows and whatnot. Now, did you watch Bash the Beach '96? No, I think that was. I know we were getting into it, but I. We may have watched a few, and I I, I watched uh, WCW, and I think we talked about this recently, when I would go to this one pizza place, and this was, I was still a WWF guy, mm-hmm. and this is kind of when everyone started going from there to the, they switched over, they went to, they went down south, if you will. Yes, that would be Scott Hall and, uh, well, yeah, a lot of people were going down at the time, yeah. But I'm saying fans as well. Yeah. Uh, like, I kind of, um, I was always a WWF guy. Like, But I would watch WCW if, like, WWF was on commercial. So I would turn, so I knew, like, a lot of stuff that going on. I kind of kept up with some stuff. And uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, who were big-time WWF wrestlers, both left at the same time. And... They came on Nitro in like May, June-ish, and um, started talking about a third guy, a third guy. And at Bash the Beach, that third guy turned to be Hulk Hogan, who turned heel for the first time in, well, before since before he was really popular. I mean, before he really became, you know, Hulk Hogan, as everyone knows it. He was a, he was a bad guy in like the late 70s. But um, yeah. to this uh, magnitude, uh, it was a huge deal. It was a really big deal, and it was like you couldn't go anywhere that week without hearing about it. Um, and uh, this funny part is a funny story. Um, so I used to I was reading those internet wrestling sites, um, you know, for a long time, and I'd always go to like the rumors section. And I remember maybe like a couple weeks before this. I went to this one page, and they would just have, like, little blurbs of, like, rumors. Um, I couldn't tell you now what any of them were, but I remember one stuck out, and it said that H.H. guy 
will probably probably be the third the third man they were calling it at the time. And I'm thinking like H H. I'm like, what is that Triple H? <laughs> I'm like Triple H is gonna be the third guy. Didn't occur to me that H H stood for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so so Bash the Beach is on and at the time um you could watch the pay-per-views well, I say watch. You can listen to them, but you have to watch on a scrambled screen. So I watched, like, most of that pay-per-view. Like, I was watching the Spice Channel. <laughs> like, yeah. you just scrambled. You see, you can hear everything, but you just see, like, little, like, you know, pictures. And, like, it's all fuzzy and crap like that. Um, so see, while you were watching that, I was watching Spice. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the difference between us, Tom. <laughs> I'm very innocent. Yes. <laughs> so... Hey, there's a nipple. Yeah. <laughs> or an elbow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watch it on low. Anyway, so um, so I remember the match started, and I kind of turned it off, because I'm like, ah, oh, I guess they'll reveal the third guy at the end. And I remember turning it back, and Hogan was kind of giving his speech. I'm like, oh, shit, it's Hogan. And, uh, but yeah, so it really kind of... Um, Wrestling really exploded after that. I mean, it, it, I mean, it was big in the '80s and like the early '90s. It really kind of wasn't as good anymore, and a lot of people tuned out. And it was just really bad for both companies. And this jump started everything. And from that, like you know, they started beating WWF, and in turn, WWF started getting a little more riskier. They, you know, wrestlers were cursing, and there was a little more like realism to it and from that you had dx kind of was born and then steve austin and then it flipped over well, steve austin technically came pretty much within two weeks of this they both happened right around the same time the mm -hmm. birth of of stone cold if you will it, did, yeah, it actually happened you're right i mean it was like two or three weeks before um nwo happened so like it really was kind of the seeds were being planted there but it, again, it really took when WWF started losing, and they were losing a lot of money and losing wrestlers left and right. And Vince McMahon kind of just threw his hands up in the air, and he's like, "You know what? Like, we got to change our, our shit here, or we're going to be sunk." And it's it's crazy. Like, if you just look at it that way, like, what if? And there was a lot of um, you know, you hear about things now that if Hogan didn't go through with it, Sting was going to be the third guy. That was, like, the plan. Because up until the event, like, no one knew if Hogan was really going to go through with it. Because he kept going back and forth. So it makes you wonder, like, well, what if he didn't go through with it? What if Sting was the third guy? I mean, it would not have had the same impact. I mean, for, for anyone who watched wrestling at the time, like, I mean, for anyone who didn't, I should say, you really have no idea how big this was like you had you had football players wearing nwo shirts during practice like it was yeah. all over the place and like it, it was incredible so it's a, it's a big deal like for wrestling and wrestling fans uh that this happened because it really you know guys like me and you who we kind of stuck through it in the 90s and we you know we would watch it but after that like it, it seems like everybody became a fan of wrestling in the next couple oh of yeah years. Now, not to put you on the spot, but, and I don't want to say Hogan's heel turn was the biggest heel ever. And just hear me out when I try to explain the question and make where I'm going with it. Okay. What do you think was the, the company's biggest heel turn? 
where you had a guy that was with the company forever. You know, he was with them for a, a huge long run and then eventually did a heel turn where he was always good and then made the heel turn. I'd probably say Vince McMahon. Oh, really? I mean, think about it. He was just an announcer. He was just kind of like there. Like he was just, and then all of a sudden he becomes a villain and he became a real, he became a great villain. I would go as far as saying he's probably the, one of the greatest wrestling villains of all time. Um, ah. So I'll say him. Well, who you th- who are you thinking? I was thinking Sting, to be honest with you. But he never went. Are you talking about like hypothetically? No, no, no. When he went, because he went NWO. Yeah, but he never. He he was never bad. You wouldn't consider him on that. I mean, because that, well, never, that's the thing too. Well, like the NWO kind of almost became anti-heroes. Well, he never really. He never joined NWO until like they split. And there was the Wolfpack, uh-huh. and then it was like NWO Hollywood, and NWO Hollywood was the bad guys, and Wolfpack was the good guys. So he joined them when they were like he joined the Wolfpack because they were good. They were considered like faces at the time, but prior to that, he sort of was just like um, he, like like you, like you said, he was like an anti-hero. Like he didn't side with anybody. He was just like a loner. Yeah. Because he felt like WCW turned their backs. I feel like we're talking about like real people, like real. Like a real thing. WCW turned their backs on him, and he's like, well, I don't want any part of anybody. I'm just going to be me and just fend for myself. So um, so I wouldn't say he turned heel. Um, I don't think he's ever really – he's one of those guys that really never turned heel, um, except maybe at the beginning of his career he was a bad guy, but that's like early, early, early. Um Ultimate Warrior is another guy who never really was a bad guy. Um, there's a few. Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could throw Bret Hart in there, but that was more... Well, in the United States, yeah. he's bad. <laughs> but everywhere else, yeah. he, he was I, loved. Yeah, I mean, Which in Canada, he was beloved. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that that's a hard one to say. You know, he was definitely it. But, yeah, it's it's very hard to, to find that you know, stay a good guy their entire career. Bad guys can stay bad their entire time. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot, I mean, you're talking about the great, there's a lot of great heel turns. Um, there's one, this is before I watched, but Larry Zabisco, um, he was uh, Bruce, Bruno Sarmartino's protege. And yeah. he, he challenged Bruno to a match. He's like, I gotta get out of your, get out from under your shadow. Like, I just gotta, um, prove myself, and they had a match, and he lost, and then he turned on Bruno San Martino, and people hated him, like really, like like slashed his tires and shit like that. <laughs> like people took this shit seriously back in the day. Oh yeah. Um, there's there's a good few, but Hogan's is up there. If it's not number one, it's definitely a close number two, because no one ever thought. At, I mean, you got to think like. They say when you turn when you turn. I mean, look. You look at his merchandising and his like Make a Wish and all that stuff. When you turn bad, all that goes away. Uh-huh. You can't do Make a Wish. You don't have um, shirts and stuff like that. You all this money that you have coming to you, like it gets cut in half, pretty much. So it was a big risk, and it turned out to be a, a ginormous reward because the NWO shirts were like selling like hotcakes, and. 
I mean, look, we're 25 years later, we're still talking about this, and it's still recognized oh, yeah. every year. Um, so it, it was a, you know, it worked out, but yeah. So, um, and speaking of good guys yeah, turning it, bad, <laughs> did, yeah. I, did I take did I take away your your segue? <laughs> no, no, no. You can um, you can definitely bring this one up. This, this is a giant heel turn. <laughs> Uh, Bill Cosby has been released from prison. So lock up your women. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, and you know, I see the whole thing as being ridiculous. The fact that, you know, it, like, it was, some of these were 30, 40-year-old claims. And I, I know there could be statute of limitations and this and that, but... I don't know, like, I guess I can't put myself in that situation as being a victim of it, mm -hmm. but, I, and I mean, I guess you could look at it like he was so famous that people were afraid to come out at it, I, I, I don't know, I, I just, this whole story is just bizarre, and the fact that they now let him go, I mean, why did they let him go? I think they overturned the case. That's such bullshit, man. That sucks. I mean, and and you got to think, like, all the stuff that's been going on the last couple of years, this Me Too movement and stuff, this is like a fucking giant slap in the face to all of that. And you would think, like, wouldn't these, like, Me Too and all these, these celebrities, wouldn't they be coming out against it? But you don't hear a fucking peep. No, it's been, it's been relatively quiet. So I just find it to be just absolutely ridiculous that this is allowed to happen. And, you know, it, you can call it for what it is. You know, money, fame, whatever is not doing it. You know, they're trying to protect their own. Because all these ones that were really heavy on it were all famous actors and actresses. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it just, it just shows the hypocrisy of Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, but my thing is that, like, he's ruined forever. It's like OJ. No one's going to touch this oh, guy. Yeah. No one's going to book him anywhere. Like, he needs to be a shut in, and he probably will because he goes out somewhere, it's going to be finger pointing left and right. Like, there's Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not going to be like, oh, there's Bill Cosby. Let's get a picture. It's like, there's Bill Cosby. Fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Close your legs, Sam. <laughs> you know? Hide your drinks. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just, uh, it, 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 it definitely does, it really, you know, it, it asks that question of, like, just why? Like, I mean, you're right, like, is it money? Is it fame? Like, why him? Like, and, that, and, that's, and that's the whole thing, too. Like, it should, you know, if you're doing it, and I'm not trying to, this may come out very bad the way I'm saying it. He was a influential guy. He had money. He had power. He had things like this. He had a, TA. I mean, he had a TV show for years. Kind of like Harvey Weinstein. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there was a quid pro quo, things along those lines. But the fact that what I look at Cosby being even dirtier, just more of a, of a sleazy, scummy guy, is the fact that he drugged these women. Yeah. You know, that, like, that brings it to another level. Like, if you're, if you're putting power and influence over a young, impressionable person, 
you know, someone trying to get into Hollywood or make a break, it's not good. But I can kind of see it being, you know, there's a little bit more of a free will, I guess, on it. You know, you're choosing to do this where he didn't give these women choices. Yeah. He literally took advantage of them in in a their most vulnerable state. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. an unconscious state. Where and again, we- like... And again, what kind of deviant are you? Like, what pleasure does it give you to just like? It's like a dead fish there. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really kind of sick if you think about it. Like, it can't be yeah. that fun. Uh, it just I don't know. Uh, now, you, you, I was kind of laughing to myself because I thought of something. It's it's not funny, but it's what if? You know, there's that, that that guy who was sent to jail for uh, the George Floyd thing. He he got sent for 22 years, and of course, people are like, "Oh, it's not enough. It's not enough." What if they're like, "Well, he, you know what? Here's Bill Cosby. He's out. So <laughs> call it even." Yeah, I mean, it's not true, and it's, it's but it's like, what if that was like they're thinking, like, "All right, like we fucked up. So there you go. Here's Bill. <laughs> He's back. You can have yeah. him again." <laughs> It's like I'm not trying to be, make a joke, but it's just kind of <laughs> that. That's where I was just giggling to myself right now. <laughs> oh, the, the, you make a valid point. <laughs> it's, it's an unusual one, but it's it's valid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just again, just it that that whole story and the whole just the the ruse that he played for all these years and everything with it. It's just, it's sickening. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> so. I see you smoking a cigar in the darkness there. <laughs> what happened? I, I, see, I see you smoking a cigar in the, in the dark. Tom is just pitch black. And I just see like a little, like, yes. the light of the cigar. And that's how I know he's still there. And he's still with me. Well, it's... It's, uh, it's been, I have a, I have a, like a little stream that goes by my house and the mosquitoes here can be like fucking pterodactyls. Mm-hmm. So I'm sweating my balls off, but I'm in like a, uh, a hoodie just cause I don't want to get bit up yeah. and I have to keep the lights off because if not, they will come here and just swarm the lights and then attack me. Like it's, uh, like a vampire feast. <laughs> so I kind of gotta, I kind of gotta protect myself. Right. Um, so you posed the question a couple weeks ago, the, the rockstar thing. We were going to get to it last time, but we didn't have enough time. Um, so why don't you, why don't you bring it up now? Well, I, I was listening to another podcast. I forget what one it was now because it's been, it's been a while, mm-hmm. but you always hear about things about riders. And for anyone who doesn't know what a rider is, it's essentially a contract with like a venue, I guess, mm-hmm. that. There are certain things that need to be in the green room. I mean, there's been infamous stories of like uh, a certain color MMs or a certain amount of water bottles, you know, a certain type of water and how many bottles there are and, you know, like seven lemons in a jar. Like there has to be certain things. So I pose the question to Joe. If he was a rock star and he could, um, he is a rock star, but I'm talking about a literal one. If he could uh, have a rider. What would he? What would he put in his rider that would have to be there in the green room? And it gives. And this is a, I guess, a question for anyone who's listening. If you've never thought about it, like, what would be certain things that you would need? <coughs> excuse me. To 
have in in your in your dressing room, if you will. Um. So I thought I did think about this because I remember you asked me at the time. I am one of the. <laughs> now, if I when I start my career, I'm one of those guys I hate inconveniencing people. So I could see myself at like the beginning of my career being like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, everything's fine. But as time went on, I think I could uh, come up with some stuff. And one of the things that came, I, I would want, um, I'd want some water. Um, I would want um, some kind of, out, maybe a beer, a light beer, like a six pack, just to kind of get me a good buzz before I go on stage. Um, okay. I'd want some kind of... Uh, um, some Nintendo PlayStation kind of thing. That way I can kind of relax my mind a little bit. And cause I get, I get very nervous. So I, I would like want something to kind of calm my mind before I go out there, maybe play some games with my band members or some groupies or whatever. Um, those are the, those are the few things that I had off the top of my head. Um, okay. Now what, what about you? Oh, and, and cigars. I'd like to have a, a cigar, a good cigar though. Not some cheap shit. Yeah. I want like some Monte Cristos or, or uh, you know, Romeo and Juliet's. <laughs> All right, I, I get that. Yeah. Well, obviously, with me, there would definitely be cigars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would be a little bit more, uh, I guess, maybe picky. All right. I uh, there's certain things that I really really enjoy, and I would have to have them there. And one of them would be. It would have to be an Italian combo. Uh, that's like probably one of my all-time favorite foods, and it would have to be from two places: Calandria's up in Middletown. It's to me the best sub that you can get. It's what we always get, or what I always get for Super Bowl. And I guess every other night I would do one Calandria, and then the next night I would do a White House sub from Atlantic City. Hmm. Those are those are my two favorites. And maybe on like the, uh, maybe just to spice it up a little, maybe like once a week, just so I, I wouldn't get tired of the sandwiches, it, there would have to be like, and I know this sounds bad for some people because they, they, the fight of it is, is, is very real, but I, I would want boneless, uh, as hot as you can get Buffalo wings mm-hmm. just because I want the boneless so I can just eat them without having to get my fingers all you know, gooeyed up. <laughs> so here's my argument. Now, now I, I was thinking food, but here's my argument against that. Like I, if I eat stuff like that, man, it's going to be, I'm going to shit my brains out. Now I don't Now I, I, I can't eat before because what if I'm on stage and I got to shit? I can't just stop the concert because I have to take a poop. And then afterwards, when the partying is, I don't have to shit my brains out while, you know, there's a big party going on because then I have to worry about like, what if I shit in this bathroom and everyone smells it? <laughs> you know, so that's you, my, need, you need the energy. You need the, you need the energy to go out there. Well, then it's got to be something light, like uh, I don't know, like like popcorn. Like popcorn is very light, light butter, a little salt, just st- something like that. Something that because my stomach is, I have a. I have a very uh, sensitive stomach when it comes to a lot of, like, junk food. And, you know, there's got to be a bathroom somewhere close because uh, shit's going to happen. Now, would you eat this White House sub before you go on stage or afterwards? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, before? 
Yeah, before. Oh, you're, you're a maniac. Everything would be before. Yeah. Wouldn't you be afraid well, of shit? You know, you know I have a cast iron stomach, okay. so. Okay, but, this, I mean, you do shit eventually. Yeah. I guess you're not worried about shitting on stage. No, I, I'm, I, 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 have, I have good control over my body. I, I've, I've held it in for a, a very long time. I got, I do a lot of mind over literal matter, and uh, I can, I, I think I'd be able to, to hold my own with that. See, the good thing with, um, you don't drink anymore, but if you had alcohol, you're on stage, you're sweating, so it's all getting sweated out. Mm-hmm. Food, I mean, food is just sitting there. And it's got to sit there for, like, say, I mean, say you're the, the headliner. You're on stage for close to two hours. So, like, if something happens, you got to, like, really stick it out. True, true. If I have to pee, like, you know, all right, uh, Tommy Lee, do a solo for two minutes. I'll be right back, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, you have that. Unless you're one of the Allman Brothers, then you can go take your shit because you ain't going to sing for, I mean, we're talking about you're a singer, right? Or any anyone? Yeah, I, I think anything would be good. If I, if I was a drummer, I would just have a toilet there. That would be my, my, my seat. <laughs> Play and poop, baby. Play and poop. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's good. I like that. But, but yeah, uh, th- that would be one of them. Uh, I do like, I guess because, you know, you are running around a lot. So I guess calories really wouldn't matter. I would probably have like mallow cups there. They're my favorite. Uh, they're my favorite candy. Mm-hmm. That would be one of them. Uh, I'd have to have ginger ale because if I was a singer, it's a, it's a very to me a very calming drink. It is. And I'd have to have a pot of coffee, obviously, with the amount of coffee oh, I drink. Shit's gonna be running down your leg. Oh, you don't shit when you drink coffee. Yeah, I, I, coffee does not. I'm telling you, I got a cast iron stomach. Yeah. Coffee does not does not give me the uh, coffee poop. Well, we're we're totally we're two totally different rock stars here because I could not have coffee before. Maybe afterwards, maybe afterwards. Especially if I don't have any food on my stomach, I think I'll be okay. I'll just have to really piss a lot. But uh, I could not have coffee and eat before I went on stage and performed. Now, if I was like a, a opener, you're on stage for 20 minutes. Then maybe, but you're not going to have that kind of pull if you're an opener. It's only if you're a headliner. So that's how I'm taking that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for entertainment, I don't really know what I would have. I, I mean... <sighs> you don't do anything but watch movies at NASCAR. So, so I'm Yeah, I mean, there would just have like... to be you know TV on. So I'd have to have a little bit of sports, you know, hockey or... You know, depending on what, what day of the week it is where I could watch something. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have, like, any any excessive riders here. There, there wouldn't have you to be anything like that. You definitely are the kind of guy that would hold himself in a room by himself with your sandwich, with the game on, and your coffee, and you would just sit there. And, like, I have to, like, I, I like being entertained. So I kind of would want some, again, like, that's why that's where the games come in, like, or, you know, the video games. I'd want like all right, let's play a game, or let's let's uh, you know, let's make a drinking game out of playing Tetris or some shit. Yeah, you know, I, I have to kind of do that to kind of like just get my mind off of uh, what I'm going to be doing in a little while. So that's uh, that's why I chose that. Yeah, see, I, it's funny that you say that with the games because I've we found 
the you know like the uh, they sell them now. They're the small version of the like the size of like a maybe like a double stacked cell phone. The uh, Nintendos. Yeah. I I've been playing that a little bit lately, and I play uh, Doctor Mario. You know, it's like Tetris. And but when I play it, it gets me very sleepy. I don't know what it is about it, but something about that game just kind of puts me into like a a sleepy trance. It, it's very funny not to not to cut you off, but I was actually just playing Doctor Mario like maybe an hour ago. I love Doctor Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, I played on my Switch, and uh, I've uh, I've had that game on a Game Boy. I, I mean, I love Doctor Mario, and that's you're right. That's a game that like really. You have no choice but to think about what you're playing with that because, like, it's constant movement. Yeah. So I I agree with you on that one. So I wouldn't want to play a video game because I would be afraid it might maybe put me to sleep. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am a big magazine guy. I do I do like because uh, I I'm not I cannot read a book. I haven't read a book in since like fifth grade. Um, but a magazine I. A magazine newspapers because they're short articles it's mm-hmm. not anything i have to really i guess maybe think too much about right you know uh, uh, tv or movies would probably be my go-to for entertainment along with a magazine or a newspaper mm-hmm. uh yeah see i i'd be kind of simple with things yeah like put me in a room let me just sit there you know you know let me sit on the you know the Outside of the building with, you know, maybe a security guard so no one comes and bum rush me. Put, put me in like a hiding spot like the loading dock and let me just have a cigar, you know, sitting in the darkness. That That's that I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like my uh, my decompression or getting in the zone type thing. OK. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't it wouldn't be for me anything too crazy. I, I just. I know like some of these some of these riders I've heard about are like just absolutely ridiculous that it's got to be a certain amount of you know this that or the other i to me i wouldn't even really worry about any of that mm-hmm. yeah no like, I, I wouldn't get again i hate inconveniencing people i couldn't do like the m&m thing like green like that's just you're being a dick no one yeah. likes green m&ms you know there's no flavor to them maybe if it was like skittles or something i could kind of maybe sort of see but that's just like abuse of power, in my opinion. Like I wouldn't go that far. I just need no, like, just, I just need stuff to kind of get me by for the night. And I guess maybe the other thing I would want, if like there was going to be like say meet and greet after, like I want to do that immediately. Like I, I want to, I don't want to say I want to get it done just to get it done, but I want to get it done while I still have you know that like kind of high, if you will, from being on stage. I wouldn't want to have to go back to the green room, right. you know, relax and then go out. That, that would probably be the other thing I would kind of really want done. Like, let's do this, get it done, and then I can go and relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I don't know if I'd want to do a meet and greet, though. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't think so. I mean, you got know, to talk to all these people. I, I want to be left alone sometimes, <laughs> you know? Maybe once in a while. But I don't know about after every show. I want to, you know, I want to go to the back and, and uh, have a few drinks and celebrate a good night of uh, of uh, rocking. 
So would you be one of those guys that like would never sign autographs or anything like that? Or would no, you be... I would. But that's my problem. Is like, I don't know if it's an OCD thing, but like I'm like I have to get everybody. You know, like I, I, it'd be hard to pull me away. Um, from signing because I don't want to like disappoint anybody. So that that would definitely be me as well. Yeah, like, I, I would have to get so. every like, no matter how long the line is. I would sign everything. Yeah, that's why I would say, like, I don't really want to do a meet and greet because, like, I'd be like, oh, I got to stay here. That last person's here. They, you know, they paid to see me is the least I can I can do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe I should do that because that's, uh, you know, contradicting what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, I could almost see myself, too, like, maybe back in the day when, you know, especially being that, like, Hey, I'm going to, like what Ric Flair used to do, he'd be like, I'm going to be at this uh, hotel bar, mm-hmm. come there, and like, you know, 200 people would show up and he'd, you know, be hobnobbing around with that. <laughs> well, with the women, not not so much. I could see guys. that. That would be, I think, I think that would be fun. Yeah, I could see that. But again, like, then you have to worry about drunks. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you, you're going to have security. Mm. I suppose so. But I could see that being a problem. I could see de- definite problems coming from that. See, the, the, I get that in a way, but then I I also look at it like if people are coming to see you, I don't think that they would really be dicks, especially if you're like being good with them, you know, like taking a picture, this and that. I mean, I guess maybe someone might get a little bit too, uh, and I maybe not being a female helps too, you know not getting handsy and things like that. I think that they'd be more wanting to hang out with you as opposed to causing a scene yeah. or wanting to fight you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. I guess maybe it'd have to, it would also, you know, what kind of music you're playing. That too. Yeah. You know. I can see like a girl come up and like kind of getting handsy with you. Then her boyfriend's like, what the fuck? And there'd be an mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just never understood that whole rider thing with like certain dickishness to it. Yeah, well, it happened. I don't know if it's. I, I doubt it still happens. You don't really hear anything these days. But in the eighties, it ran rampant. You know, women. Well, I think that was. I think that was more of just you know, being a, you know, wild and crazy. I think now it probably happens, but I think it happens more because these people are divas. And you really think about it, there, there's really no, there's really no rock stars anymore. Not anymore. I mean, no. No, there's be that not. way. And I think it, a lot of it with the pop and all that shit, it, it's more, they're, they're trying to live the fancy life, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I want a bottle of Cristal and I want this and I want, you know, mm-hmm. I want filet mignon and where, like I said, again, I'd be, I'd be happy with a. Italian combo, you know, wings or like a fucking cheesesteak. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get you. Interesting. Yeah, that that's pretty much all I could really think about. And and I guess maybe would you be one of those guys that would stay in the the city that you just played in or would you want to take the flight to get to the next city or the bus to the next city? Depends on like the right city. away. Depends on the city. If I'm in, um, you know, Omaha, I'm out of there. 
Where if I'm in New York or Los Angeles, I'll stay. I'll, I'd stay an extra night. But it depends on you know. It depends on the tour. Like, you know, try. Yeah, I think traveling is probably a fucking bitch, especially if you're on a bus. So it's it's probably like you gotta leave that night before, or early the next morning. You know, you really don't have time to stay because you have to get to the next town. Yeah. But uh, I guess maybe that would maybe that would be my thing. Like if I was to do, I don't think I'd want to do shows every night. Well, like once but a that's week. more that's more <laughs> management things, like setting it up, like maybe every other night, every yeah. third night. Yeah. Well, they usually do. I mean, unless you're playing the same venue a couple nights in a row, then you could go out. Like yeah. I know a lot of people, a lot of you know, when they come to New York, they play like MSG two nights in a row, and then they go to Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of stay close. Um, yeah, but it, it's it all depends on the tour, I guess, too. So. Now, would you be a stadium guy or would you be more of an intimate guy? Um, intimate. Intimate. I think it's, um, I like the crowd. <clears throat> I want to see movement. When you're playing in a stadium, mostly everyone's seat, like sitting down. And I can see that being hard to kind of get pumped up. If I'm looking in the first row and I see like, you know, five people who want a radio contest who don't even know my songs. Yeah. Um, I could see that being annoying. Um, whereas like an intimate crowd, like everyone's moving and jumping around and dancing or whatever, like, and that will kind of get me pumped up to perform better. So I'm like, all right, they're digging this. Like I can kind of like let loose a little bit as opposed to like a stadium where like you really can't see, you can see people, but it's just like, it, there's not much going on, especially if they're sitting down. All right. Yeah. I mean, I always thought that this was cool and, uh, I don't know if anyone else has really ever done this, but like Billy Joel as um, you know his uh, residency, I guess you could say, at the Garden mm-hmm. or had it. I don't know if they're still doing it with the Kung Flu and everything. Mm-hmm. But he would always—I don't know if this would be the rider or if he was just doing the purchasing the tickets on his own. But like the front row, he would—they would always leave open, mm-hmm. and he would take people who were sitting like up in nosebleeds and bring them up front because those were technically the real fans. Yeah. You know, it wasn't corporate people that are coming out because, you know, they're, they're, you know, their stockbroking buddy got them tickets, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just guys in the front who just are just sitting there in suits. Yeah. And he's, I've that heard that be, too. I've heard that. And I always liked that, that he did that because he's right. Like it's, yeah. you, it's especially MSG. It's like wall street people. Like, uh, it's mm-hmm. taking a business part, partner there, whereas opposed to guys who sitting in the nosebleeds who really, and those cheap, those, those tickets aren't cheap. I've been to that concert. And we sat pretty high up, and those tickets were pretty expensive. So if you're paying that much to sit that high, then you're a fan. And I can yeah. see why he would do that. And I, I actually, I like that a lot. I like that he did that. Oh, so you've actually seen him in concert. Mm-hmm. I went um, five years ago this next month. We went, and uh, it was a, it was a good concert. It was a good time. But it's hard because he has he has so many songs... Um, that if there's a song you really want from him, especially if it's like not one of his more like huge famous ones, like he might not play it. Um, like he didn't play a Good Night Saigon. Is that the name of it? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I'm sure you know what song it, but like I like that song a lot. I don't know the name of it. So. <laughs> 
fucking night. It's something like I, I I can't think off the spot like this, but uh, yeah, he didn't play that. He didn't play a, a few ones, but he played you know he played like Uptown Girl and We Didn't Start the Fire, so he did throw out his big hits. But it, it was a good, it's a good concert. I think if you like a good amount of his songs, it's definitely worth going. Um, again, you're right. I don't know if he's been doing it. I'm sure he's going to start up again soon because they're lifting all the laws and shit. So if you have an opportunity to go, I would definitely suggest going because one of these days he's not going to do it anymore and you're going to miss out. It's definitely an experience. Yeah, that that's what always got me upset because uh, I know uh, we were looking in the tickets for Neil Diamond and then he ended up getting, I think he has like early onset dementia or Alzheimer's, one of them. He has something going on and he's not actively touring anymore and that was one guy i always wanted to see in concert yeah him, uh, me too and him um phil collins is another guy i really wanted to see uh he's playing i think he's playing this december but i don't like i'd love to go but again tickets are probably so much money and you don't know how he's gonna be you know that's the other thing yeah. when they start getting a little bit older Mm-hmm. It always leaves you to worry about how they're going to be, and we actually have tickets. <laughs> yeah, the, the concert that will never happen, apparently. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. <laughs> but <Especially> we, now. <laughs> I mean, we. Luckily enough, we did see Motley Crue, but we did not see them in their entirety. Yeah, that that always kind of sat with me. Like I, we did see them, but we didn't. Tommy Lee wasn't with them at the time. Mm-hmm. So that always, I was like, yeah, we, we. It's it's like I think we talked about it. It's like seeing Journey. Now, but you're not seeing Journey with Steve Perry. You're seeing this other guy who, and I don't care if he sounds like him, it's not Steve Perry. And Steve no. Perry to me is that's like seeing Aerosmith, but Steven Tyler is not the singer. He might or sound like Queen without Freddie. Yeah, well, yeah, but you know what though, Paul Rogers put on a damn good show that night, and they made sure to tell you like this is Queen with Paul Rogers. It's uh-huh. not Queen. It's Queen with Paul Rogers. But I, I I like that concert because they it definitely because he put in some bad company songs he did uh, an American America song, uh, so he uh, he definitely added his own um, catalog to that show and I, I I mean that was a great concert we went to that's probably one of my top five oh, yeah. concerts I've ever been to. That was it, at the time it was the reigning loudest concert I've ever been to. Yeah, that concert was fucking loud, man. That loud. was a, that was a good show. That was a good time that night. I remember we went to uh, we went to Oneonta that weekend, and then I came home. I think I like ate dinner, and then I went and met you, <laughs> and then we went right back out to um, I think it was at Continental, right? Yes, I believe it was Continental. Yeah, so the Brendan Burnery. <laughs> yes, yep, yeah, that was a good show. That was a really good show. I don't even know if I stopped home. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the weekend in Oneonta where we uh, did the scavenger hunt. So that was a really good weekend. <laughs> That was a great weekend. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that sometime. <laughs> if we haven't already. Yes. I don't even remember. Um, <clears throat> so, all right. Well, let's let's wrap this up. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom. You can find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Music. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and rate and review us. Tom, anything left to add? No, that, that's about it. I, main thing about this episode is uh, 
do not get hit in the chest with a firework and you know what show a little fucking respect for the flag and stand for it and don't do drugs there you go <laughs> all right so or uh, let someone put drugs in your in your drink <laughs> yeah always cover your drink in the bar <laughs> yeah. all right well until next time i am joe and i am tom and we'll see you next time right here on bulls in the ring